take you to them dirt roads Deep down in your southern roots Where nobody said life was gonna be easy And we travel through this emotional roller coaster called life And we have our ups and downs Just keep in mind when you hit rock bottom Ain't nowhere to go but up, baby Just all about how you deal with it, you feel me? Listen here When life seems hopeless It make a nigga lose focus Empty beer bottles and roaches Helps to get it off my chest Cause I'm so stressed And all I hear is Fuck the world When life seems hopeless It make a nigga lose focus Empty beer bottles and roaches Helps to get it off my chest Cause I'm so stressed And all I hear is Fuck the world Man All right, all right, all right. Welcome to uh, episode one of Inner Thoughts with Kenny. I will be your host and your carriage driver this evening or morning, whenever the hell you decide to listen to this. Um, just want to start with a few things. One, my name is Kenny, obviously. Um, two, I am no way, shape, or form affiliated with any type of doctorate, PhD clinic, or anything like that. I'm really everything i'm going to be talking about on this podcast is personal experience and research i've done on my own secondly um if you ain't heard about the intro yo i'm gonna drop a lot of profanity i'm gonna speak things as frankly as possible as i can and if you don't like it i advise you just quit listening now um thank you for showing up though um so let me get right into it so this is gonna be inner thoughts with kenny um, this is my little solo venture of essentially me just talking about different things that um, different mental health related things and um, mental health thoughts and things like that that affect um, not only people as a whole, but specifically um, black people and people of color and that nature. Um, so let's get right into it. Why did I want to do this? Essentially, I wanted to do this because mental health matters. Um, I feel like it's not spoken about enough. It's not talked about enough. We're not reaching out to each other enough. We're not leaning on each other enough. And essentially, we we just try to throw it under the rug, sweep it under the rug and everything like that. But it it matters. Um, The mind can't exist without the body. The body can't exist without the mind. And this is... um, this is very, very pertinent to life. Um, just like anything else with our with our health, um, the brain gets sick, the mind can get sick, and we we have to speak on these things so we can better identify them and better be able to use coping mechanisms to you know what I'm saying overcome them. Um, a major thing I wanted to talk about is essentially how does it, how is affecting the black community, community people of color, and things like that. Um, it, it <laughs> I feel like we're our community. We we try not to talk about it as much. Um, essentially, we try to, like I said, sweep it under the rug. We try not. To, we try to get away from having to deal with it. Um, or we write these things off as normal or, um, not even normal. But we write them off as oh, he's just a quirky person. He he. That's just your crazy uncle Leroy or whoever. No. <laughs> these are things that are really affecting us that we really need to talk about um according to the health and human services office of minority health 
African Americans particularly are 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems than a general population. Um, and this comes to a, a this comes from a, a number of things. Um, one, we don't talk about it. We don't so we don't treat it. Uh, we pass it on. Um, two, um, we don't. No, so like two, we, we like I said we stray away from these conversations because you know I'm saying we don't want to have them. They're difficult conversations. Um, three, the reason why we are more likely to experience them because, truth be told, we're more likely to go through a lot of things that can trigger mental problems. Um, case in point, suicide rate, um, post-traumatic stress disorders, major depression, um, attention deficit disorder. Um, and the list goes on anxiety um like i said it, these are just a number of things where us as black people um we go through them so much and i feel like our coping mechanisms are not the healthiest ones um just from my personal experience i know i turn to alcohol for my coping mechanism um from a lot of people i know they turn to whatever recreational drug of choice it may be um, nine times out of ten is marijuana. Um, and I'm not saying nothing wrong with marijuana, but I'm saying is you're using it as a coping mechanism instead of talking about your feelings or dealing with your inner thoughts that you're having. Um, and and this is just a number of things. Like I said, um, black people on average are more likely to be exposed to homelessness, more likely to be exposed to extreme, you know what I'm saying, violence. More likely to be exposed to, you know what I'm saying, or to be a victim of some type of violent crime. So a lot of these things, um, they affect us. And I want to use this platform in particular to talk about it. Um, so I'm going to start a little bit on the, I can't really say lighter side because there's no lighter side to this issue. But I'm going to start um, this particular podcast. I'm going to hone in on one um, depression. Um, depression, it's, how do I explain it? Depression is, in my own words, is that state you get into, um, where you feel like nothing, nothing can get better. Um, when you, when you hit rock bottom, when you're, you know what I'm saying, those feelings of sadness, loneliness, um, you know, some feelings of just despair um, when you're at your lowest or your low. Um, I feel like that's a, a major thing we should talk about. Um, so I'm going to read off a few things that I've gotten from the uh, National Association, uh, National Alliance on Mental, um, National Alliance Mental Institution. I'm sorry. <coughs> um, the symptoms of depression typically lead to changes in sleep, changes in appetite, lack of concentration, loss of energy. Lack of interest in activities, hopelessness or guilty thoughts, suicidal thoughts, physical aches and pains and changes in movement um, and be uh, what's the name of changes in movement and basically overall just uh, physical health. Um, so when you think of that, I'm pretty sure there's been plenty of you who've been able to who, who can hone in on a time where they went to a. A, a severe motor depression, a severe, severe likeliness of being alone or a severe likeliness of just feeling down and out. Um, and, and some of these things have happened to you where, you know, so, you know, you couldn't sleep or you were sleeping way too much. Um, you wouldn't eat for days or you were overeating to counteract, you know, saying what were you going through? Um, 
had thoughts of, I, I know I've personally had them myself, um, being an Army veteran, uh, thoughts of suicide, thoughts of ending it all, because it, it just feels like it's too much. Um, and these things, it's a, these are symptoms that we need to be made aware of, and we need to know how to treat them. Um, we need to know how, we need to know who to go to. Um, so like they got a, a multitude of things out there to, you know what I'm saying, treat depression. A lot of them being medications. Me personally, I'm not a fan. I'm more of into the, the, ther the therapeutic side of it. Um, talk, talk to somebody. Um, so if you, you are going to these things, talk to somebody, reach out. Um, if you feel like you, you don't need to reach out to them, in the famous words of my mom, move around some. Um, get, get, get your body active, move, try to get out of that funk that you're in. Um, and maybe just maybe it'll, it'll, it'll change your, it'll change that, that mode. It'll get you out of that little funk that you are in. And so you're able to better act with those around you. Um, that, that brings me to my point of check up on your people. Um, spend too many times where we, we, we can notice somebody going through different changes in life and feeling down and out, feeling modes of despair and feeling like they, they just can't get better or things just won't get right. Reach out to them. Send them that text. Shoot them that Facebook message. Whatever you want to do. Um, just show show somebody that you care. Um, another thing I want to talk about, don't don't let someone's talk of suicide, let, let's not just sweep it under the rug as we do so often. I granted there are those who will use it as a tool to <clears throat> quote unquote quiet wolf or quote unquote get attention. Um, but even in that case, you still want to just double check on them. I mean, after a while, you will know if this it's just an attention-seeking ploy or, you know, say if they are really, truly suffering. But still re reach out. Um, there's been multiple instances in my life, um, the lives of others that I've seen or people I know, where it did take that somebody reaching out to them to uh, get them back, to bring them back to where they need to be. Um, I, go, I go personal with it. Uh, this will be era, circa era 2010-11, somewhere in there. Um, just got back from my first deployment to Afghanistan. And um, I witnessed, I'm not going to say witness some things, but I, I was I was privy to a lot of bullshit that I didn't, that a lot of people shouldn't be privy to. Um, I've seen kids get hurt. I've seen grown men, you know what I'm saying, die. Uh, technically in my hands um, so I've, I've seen I saw a lot of things that the normal person probably wouldn't ever see in a lifetime with unless it's through video games or media um, and when I came back I was in a in a heavy funk um, you you could there were slight changes that I didn't notice but people around me did notice um, I would stay up late I would you know what I'm saying drinking day in and day out um, not going to work on time. When I did go to work, I'm going to work and I'm going to sleep because uh, I worked in the aid station. So I was able to just, you know, so instead of going to PT, I'm just going to go take this cat nap on one of these aid beds and call it a day. <laughs> um, I, w I was slowly but surely um, becoming less and less social. Um, I would get into modes of antisocialness where folks would want to go out. Folks would want to, you know what I'm saying, would hit me up like, yo, let's go to the strip club. Yo, let's go do this. Yo, let's go do that. And I would brush them off. 
I would I would I would go about my business and 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 not do anything with them. I'd go home, and if I wasn't playing video games, I was drinking. If I was drinking, I was playing video games. Um, if I wasn't doing that, um, like I said, I'm gonna get real personal. Um, prostitutes found. Like I said, I was using escort services. I was going through a, a, a real heavy time um, of trying to, I don't know, not necessarily cope with what I was going through. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it was, that was my coping medicine. But like, uh, coping with what I was going through by doing, behaving in very high-risk behavior, uh, behaving in very high-risk behaviors. Um, thank God I came out healthy through it all. But um, like I said, I did a lot of things. Um, because I was very depressed. I was suffering from uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. I was having thoughts of suicide. Like, it would get to the point at nights I would go to sleep or try to attempt to go to sleep laying in bed and, and have visions of, you know what I'm saying, every person that I've ever had to, you know what I'm saying, heal as a medic, um, having people, the visions of folks who died, seeing them standing around my bed. It, it was, it got to, I got to a really dark point in my life. Um, and what ended up getting me out of it was a couple of guys, <laughs> uh, Joe Bags, um, Jordan Bassett, um, Justin Screen. These are like some of my some of my medic buddies. Um, they end up really pulling me back. They end up really, you know, what I'm saying, coming. They would they would come by the house. They would, you know, what I'm saying, they'd be like, they wouldn't take no for an answer when it comes to like, oh, let's chill. A little bit. I'd be like, no, I'm just going to the crib. They're like, well, all right, well, I'm coming over with you. <laughs> like, they, they really forced the ticket. And I, I thank them, uh, and I, I give them a lot of the uh, praise just for, you know what I'm saying, get me out of that funk and get me back on track. Um, like I said, I went through that that very depressive stage. And and if, if they hadn't have been there, who knows? I've always been one to carry a firearm, so I used to keep a 380 in the house, keep a 40, Glock 40 in the house. <laughs> Um, so who knows? I probably I probably would have pulled the trigger. I attempted to, well, not attempted to, but I definitely, I I had that gun, right there on the table, with a fifth of fucking, <laughs> a fifth of crown right next to it, pack of cigarettes, fucking laptop or whatever sitting there open, listening to bullshit music, and really just on my way to. In it all, so I really do thank those guys and. They, they know we don't talk as often as we could or as we should, but definitely these are guys that I know when I'm down and out, they're somebody I would definitely turn to going forward. Um, I say all that. Yes, it gave you a lot of, a lot of personalness, a lot of backstory of me, but I say all that just to harp on the fact, reach out to your people. Um, we don't talk to each other enough. <laughs> and, I, and I mean actual talk, like not just this fucking two words through text, or, you know what I'm saying, these bullshit-ass, quick-ass, half-a-second Snapchats or some bullshit gift you share, some meme you share on Facebook, or poke a like, whatever bullshit social media has uh, got our society into. Um, actually talk, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to send somebody a message, send them a message like, yo, what's up? I'm checking upon you. How you doing? You need anything? You need to talk about anything? Like, those, those interactions, you know what I'm saying, the phone call. Like, I swear, like, sometimes I, th I think we've gotten to such a, a mode where a phone call is damn near taboo. Like, who the fuck is calling my phone? Where it's like, no, these phone calls need to happen. Need, sometimes you need to hear somebody's voice to help you snap out of what you're going through. 
tone doesn't always doesn't directly correlate through text a lot of the times. So sometimes that phone call could be the thing that snaps somebody back. Um, I won't speak on specific names, but recently at a at a at a old old army buddy of mine go through some things. Um, and you know what I'm saying? He, he actually he did the telltale sign of action, you know what I'm saying? Saying it on, on Facebook, whatever that how what he was going through. Um reached out to him, sent him sent him a message, a long message. Let him know, you know what I'm saying, yo, you're loved. We love you, man. This ain't I mean, you're gonna hurt yourself, but at the same time you're gonna hurt a lot of people who have a lot of love for you. Um and just let him know I went through the same thing. Um and this has happened multiple cases. One guy who didn't who didn't reach back, uh, another guy who he actually he saw the saw the message, called me right away and was like, Yo, Doc, I'm just having a lot of things going on, his personal life work life family all that started catching up to him and I'll, i didn't even say much to him i just sat there being a listening ear for a good half an hour to an hour just on the phone listening barely spoke two words that whole conversation but at the end of it he he, he felt a burden lifting off of his shoulder i felt a burden lifting off his shoulder and you know i saying he's doing better and and these are things that need to happen like i said we have to become more one but get more into a unity mode, a more community mode. Um, it's old, old sayings. It takes a village. It really does. It takes a village to, to not only raise our young, but it takes a village to care for one another. Um, I throw in, <laughs> like, you just look at, case in point, just look at the African community as a whole. Um, when we're at our healthiest is when we're bonded. And I mean that healthiest as in our mental health when we're bonded together. Just think about it. Some of you, some of you may know about this. Some of you might know, might not. Um, but just think about it. You know what I'm saying? If, if you got, uh, if you got granny, you got big mama still alive. As she, you know what I'm saying? Used to have everybody go to church on Sunday, or used to have, have everybody, you know what I'm saying? Family dinner. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna do this, or you know what I'm saying? We're gonna do any major holiday at big mama's house. You know what I'm saying? At grandma's house, and you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a fun, fun affair think about that that was that that closeness that bond um that that would hold your family together big mama died and everybody you know what I'm saying would, would would split apart part ways like i said the movie soul food said it best but you know what i'm saying it's it's a real thing when you look at women you know what i'm saying especially our older, our elder women have always been the the matriarchs of the family they've been the leaders of the family granddaddy made it you know what i'm saying made it brought them the money home but at the end of the day Grandma was the one who was who was taking care of house and home. Like I said, uh, you can see it even more prevalent in today's society where we have a lot of uh, a lot of young women, a lot of young men, you know, what I'm saying having babies left and right, and who's left to take care of them is usually the grandparents, usually grandma out there putting out her neck on the line, letting her know like, nah, baby, this is what's gonna happen. So you know, what I'm saying we got to get back to that state and not just let grandma or big mama or whoever hold the torch, but you know, what I'm saying let's all us all personally take a hold of that. Um, like I said, and I, I'm I'm far from perfect in this aspect because from from me, I've always been a loner. I've always been one who wants to not be really involved in everything that's going on. I'm, I'm more of I want to lay back. I want to kick back. I'm, I might might come through. I might not. Um, you definitely I shoot you a text every birthday, every major holiday. <laughs> other than that you may not see I might I might show up at the family reunion I might be in a Denver state I might not be able to but uh, like, so like I said I'm definitely at fault when it comes to this but uh, 
it's definitely something we all need to focus on and do better at. Um, so the beginning of this uh, podcast, there's a song playing. It's called Hopeless by Ludacris featuring Trick Daddy. And for me, that song speaks a lot. Um, it's, it says a lot about, and it's an old ass song. Like, can I look it up? Hold on, give me one second. Like I said, I'm doing this live. I'm not going to be doing any takes like that. You're going to get a full solid 30 minutes to an hour of me talking to you. Um, like I said, I want to keep this as raw as possible and, and, and we'll go from there. All right. Um, so I don't have the actual year came out, but it was off of his red light district album. Um, check it out if you haven't. Um, but it's, um, the song, like I said, the song called hopeless and essentially it's talking about depression. (laughs) It's talking about a major depressive episode throughout the entire song. Um, just a hook when life seems hopeless and makes a nigga lose faithless. Empty beer bottles and roaches. Helps to get it off my chest because I'm so stressed because all I hear is fuck the world. And that's true. <laughs> like I said, it, t- it helps a lot to get these things off your chest because it makes your your whole well-being seem better. Um, and like I said, this, this is going to be a reoccurring thing. <laughs> Talk to somebody. Speak your mind to somebody. Let somebody... You know what I'm saying? Let somebody vent to you if they have to. Fucking you vent to somebody you have to. Like, and, and these things will. <laughs> these these things will make everything better. Uh, I, I like I can't I can't promise you it's gonna fix everything, but what it what it will do it will it will lighten this load off your chest. It will give you some breathing room per se. And 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 then, and that's and if that does work, take it the next step. Um, like I said, in the black community, we're so fearful of being labeled and we're so fearful of, you know what I'm saying, being outcast before having major, you know what I'm saying, mental disability and stuff like that. And um, which is rightfully so. I mean, we get uh, nine times out of 10, you know what I'm saying, our kids get overdiagnosed, um, especially when it comes to ADD and ADHD. They get overdiagnosed. Like a lot of times your kid's not hyperactive. He's a normal ass kid or she's a normal ass kid who wants to run, jump and play. Like, so that's, that's not ADD. That's a kid who has energy and needs to burn it off. Put their ass in a sport. <laughs> so I can, you know what I'm saying, get them in an after-school activity. So I can take them with you to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Damn near every gym nowadays has a little kid's area where they can they can run, jump, play, and fucking shoot hoops or whatever the hell they want to do. Hell, put them on the treadmill right beside you. Um, you know what I'm saying? These kids are not hyperactive. They are, they just, they have, to, they have energy to burn. They're kids. They're grown kids. They're going to burn energy. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, we shouldn't take, like I said, just because we get overdiagnosed does not mean that we're not actually being truthfully diagnosed and a lot of things are going on. Um, so we just sometimes do need to take that next step. If talking to someone doesn't just work, go go see a mental health, you know what I'm saying, professional. It doesn't have to be a psychiatrist. It doesn't have to be, you know, some, some psychotherapist. Um, you know what I'm saying? You can just talk to talk to your doctor there or they'll let you know, like, yo, we've got we got these we got these groups, we got we got hotlines, we there's so many different avenues to you know what I'm saying, get things off your chest or speak to somebody or hear from other people who are going through the same things as you. Um the biggest takeaway I have is we're we're not alone. No one is alone out here. Um, even when at your core you feel like you have nobody in your corner, nobody to speak to. 
Um, nobody to give you that ray of sunshine. No one to reach out to. Trust me, someone is there. And if it isn't, and and if it's not your core people, find a new core people. Like I said, um, it's it's too easy to you know saying reach out to somebody when you need to talk. Um, and and I can't I can't say it enough is you know saying hold on to each other, speak to each other, reach out to one another, and um, it's gonna it's gonna make everything go by. It's gonna it's gonna make a lot of things better. Um, and in closing for this, uh, because like I said, I'm I'm not gonna make these super long podcasts. Um, I'm hoping to put them out at least twice a week. Like I said, this is episode one. This is inner thoughts with Kenny. And my inner thought what weighed heavy on me for for a little while now has been mental health, um, not just mental health but depression. Because um, like I said, I know I've went through these things. So in closing, I just want to send you all with. Um, Music is a great tool, but it's also, it can bring you farts into depression. So be careful. Um, music can change your mood. So if you're all you're listening to is depressive songs, you may go into deep depression. Um, however, don't, and the same thing, sometimes the depressions, depressive songs can bring you out of your funk. So just find a happy medium. Um, secondly, reach out. Somebody there, somebody to reach out to. If you have no one else to reach out to, even if you do have someone you reach out to, but you need to vent to a total stranger, I don't judge. I don't hold anything against anybody. I've seen it all, done it all under the sun. Um, so I would definitely, I'll be leaving my um, email in the description. And also, if you want to take it out now, um, email to reach me at is kwoods9139 at gmail.com. Once again, that's K-W-O-O-D-S-9139 at gmail.com. Kwoods9139 at gmail.com. Um, if you ever get into that, that point in your life or just period, you need somebody to talk to you, you feel like you have no one else, or you want to hear, want, you want to just have a listening ear, you want somebody to vent to, you can reach out to me. Um, and other than that, like I said, just hug, hug your people. Talk to your people. Stay in touch with one another. And until next time, this has been your boy Kenny, and these are my inner thoughts.